It's been almost two decades since we started our journey to educate and help you take action so you may better manage your financial future. Our goal is to help you accomplish your life's purpose. This podcast reveals financial tips, strategies, and insights that will help you to set your financial goals and guide you along the way. This is Managing Your Financial Future, brought to you by the advisors at Lucia Capital Group. We welcome you back. Yeah, my favorite podcast of all time, of all time. If I go all the way back to the 1970s and I, 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 I put a list of all my favorite podcasts since 1972, Managing Your Financial Future is at the top of the list. And my other top of the list, favorite co-hosts, uh, <laughs> Professor Rick Plum. You know, last time we talked about, uh, uh, you know, before the show, we were just, just riffing on stuff. And today we were talking about old, uh, obviously old 1970s TV shows. Can you imagine we sat around back in the 1970s and watched some of this garbage? <laughs> not all of it was garbage. Well, some not of it all was of it. Wonderful there, TV. There were some. There were some gems in there, but and we didn't really watch the garbage. We watched some stupid shows, but we didn't. But 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 when you look at some of the idiocy that was on television back then, oh. So this is why we turn to things like podcasts, huh? And television hasn't changed much because I think there's with these reality shows, there's even more idiocy on now. Oh, it's just as bad. It's 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 just as idiotic. You know, when we look back on today's era of television, I have a feeling with these quote unquote reality shows, they're not it's not even reality. Um, we, we're going to look back the way we look back at the 70s at these variety shows. Remember when when, when everybody had a variety show? Yeah, but some of them were. Carol Burnett show was awesome. Carol Burnett show was good for its time. Yes, it's dated now, but it was good for its time. But you had some really, really bad ones, really bad, <laughs> and everybody had one. So anyway, I don't know how we got off of that. Well, what I was saying was we got podcasts now, and the cool thing about podcasts is, like this one or all the other podcasts, is that uh, you can listen anytime you want. You can you know bankroll them. You can stack them up. You can uh, listen for 10 minutes if you want and pick it right up where you left off. So uh, this is what this is, Managing Your Financial Future. Now, I'm your host, Johnny Dean, here. I'm your moderator. I'm not an advisor, but I got an advisor here with me, a certified financial planner, in fact, professional. That's you, <laughs> Professor Rick Plum. They, got to, they, they told me I got to say you're a professional, but you really are a professional. You've been doing this a long, long time. I don't have to give your bona fides every uh, uh, every episode, but uh, I should tell people that, that you've been doing this for a really long time, and you know quite a bit about this stuff. And one of the things that you know about, I, th- I think, maybe better than most or all, is Social Security. Now, as we revisit a couple of topics from a long time ago, only because people have asked us to do this, and we're going to do one more here, and it has to do with social, the, the unintended consequences of Social Security. I want to have you comment on this stuff, Professor, as we sure. go along so that people can understand this is an important topic, and it's going to lead into the topic that we talk about next week, which has to do with the death of a spouse. This particular week has to do with the Social Security survivor benefits, and it's interesting how sometimes even some good things can have the these unintended consequences. Now, uh, many people have heard that part of Social Security payments, part of the system, includes giving you benefits as a surviving spouse as long as these uh, there are certain conditions are met. Now, yes. pr- Professor, if, if I recall, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'll let you explain it, but if you're, if you're married for more than nine months and your deceased spouse worked long enough to obviously qualify for retirement benefits, you may, as a surviving spouse, be entitled to survivor benefits if you're at least age 60 and if you're still single at that point. Um, Explain, if you can, briefly how these survivor benefits work to that end, just on the rules. 
Well, that's true. I mean, if you if you have somebody who has worked enough credits, and obviously if they're sixty plus or so, and they've got a retirement credit coming to, or a benefit coming to them, then they've got enough credits. Um, and they unfortunately pass away, leaving a surviving spouse. That surviving spouse may be eligible for a benefit starting as early as age 60 or earlier if they're caring for a dependent of the deceased uh, that's under the age of 16 or uh, disabled. So there's ways to get a benefit you know, even before retirement. Now, the survivor benefit can be claimed as early as age 60 by a surviving spouse. You had to be married for nine months or the death had to be from a completely accidental cause outside of anybody's control. And then they, they will still give it to you. Um, but you can't marry somebody on their deathbed yeah. and get a benefit. Yeah, that's uh, what that was designed to prevent. Uh, somebody who's 95 and, you know, on, on, on their last legs. Um, right. But it, so if you're sitting now, the benefit that somebody would receive at age 70 or 60 is not the full benefit, just like a retirement benefit. We have a full retirement age, which is somewhere between 65 and 67, moving much closer to 67 now than it was. Uh, you, you know, Retirement benefit, you can still take early at 62, but it would be reduced. The survivor benefit is also an issue that if you want to take it at age 60, it's reduced from what the full retirement benefit would normally be. Uh, you would have to wait until full retirement age, whatever your full retirement age is, not whether the deceased full retirement age would be to get the full amount. Now, there's a couple other caveats. If you're under full retirement age, yes, it's going to be reduced. But if you're also working, you have that retirement earnings test. So you you may not be able to get your Social Security benefit and your work if you're making more than roughly $19,000 a year. So you've got to play the same games with the survivor benefit that you do with a retirement benefit if you're under full retirement age and working. Yeah. But it, it can be available. Now, the nice thing about, I don't want to say nice thing, that is not the right way to say this. The an important issue that the survivor benefit offers that a uh, retirement spousal benefit does not offer is that you can choose to take just the survivor benefit without taking your own and leave your own to grow until age 70. Or you can choose to take your own early as early as age 62 without affecting the survivor benefit and then flip over to a full survivor benefit at age full retirement age, now 66 in some months. Uh, so they're not coordinated the same way that a, sp a spousal retirement benefit is. Yeah, uh, sp spousal benefits used to be somewhat coordinated like that. Spousal benefits, well, they're, they're still, if you take a spousal benefit early, or you take your own benefit early and then switch to a spousal, that spousal benefit will still be a uh, reduced benefit. Sure, of and course. We've not been able to, prior to full retirement age, take a spousal benefit without applying for our own, so that didn't work. But this one is very independent. The, the survivor benefit does not require you to even look at your own benefit, does not require you. Heck, at age 60, you're not even eligible for a spousal or your own retirement benefit. So uh, they're not coordinated in the same ways. Yeah. So when you, are, when you are 60, if you're looking at that and not working, you need to look at what the spousal, not the spousal, but the survivor benefit is compared to your own benefit and see which one will get larger over time and maybe take the other one first. Yeah, and that's all that, That's all up to your individual situation, and it's a strategy that you really need to discuss uh, with your advisor. Now, uh, a common misconception regarding the survivor benefit is that it works like an insurance 
policy. The, the the misconception is that you get a survivor benefit when you're if you qualify as a spouse, you both qualify and, and and all that is good, and a survivor benefit is coming. I think a lot of people believe that you get a survivor benefit along with your normal Social Security retirement check because that name sort of implies like okay, I've been getting my Social Security for a while. Oh, my spouse died. I also get to have theirs as a <laughs> survivor benefit. That is not true. No, it is not true. It is uh, you get to use the larger of the two. So you can try to play games with trying to get one larger while for waiting for it and taking the other one first. But you're not going to get them the full amount of each of them at the same time. They don't stack on top of each other. If I've got a benefit of $2,000 and I've got a survivor benefit of $1,800, i am not going to be getting $3,800 a month. I'm going to be getting 2000 in that example because that was the higher yeah, of the you're, two. Yeah, you're you're going to get the higher of the two. Now this is what leads to the this this sort of unintended consequences that we've talked about uh, 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 when you think of a good thing. A survivor benefit is a good thing. It was set up a long time ago because it, it, way back when there was generally only one spouse working uh, when this was set up and yeah, I think it, was, it came out in the 50s, early 50s. Yeah, and it was usually the man who was working and so the man's the one who had the benefit. Uh, so let's take a couple of examples here Professor Plum and talk about these two different uh, there, there are ways somebody could get hurt by it and ways that somebody may not be quite as hurt by it, although it's never good to lose, you know, half of, uh, of a benefit. Um, let, let's take a, an, an example of a married couple. Let's say they're roughly the same age and they get roughly the same Social Security benefits. OK, so let's say. Um, so we've got a dual income family where both spouses made about the same amount of income through their life. Yeah. So let's say they so both let's say they both make uh, twenty two hundred a month. Let's just let's just put it together, right? So between the two of them, they're getting forty four hundred dollars a month just from Social Security, which is a great baseline income going forward. So that they would be getting you know forty four hundred plus whatever they would be getting from their portfolios, uh, that, and they may be very comfortable with that. But then when one of them passes away, then they're going to lose. Twenty-two hundred dollars a month. Right. So, so between the two of them, they were getting That's a big 50, loss. They 50, lost forty percent or fifty percent of their direct income. Right. So they were getting a, a total social security benefit of what fifty-two thousand and change, whatever that. I, I don't know what it yeah, comes. Forty-four hundred a month. Yeah, forty-four hundred a month. So fifty-two plus, um, and one of them dies. I mean, half of that social security income goes away, right? It does because they only get the larger of the two. So maybe it's a five or ten dollar, twenty dollar, maybe a hundred dollar difference, but they're not going. They're going to lose the lesser benefit. So if you've got two equal earners or relatively equal, let's say earners, they're not quite equal. Let's say you have a. Let's say one of them earns twenty three hundred a month and the other earns twenty twenty one hundred a month. So almost. Okay. Well, you're going to so, lose the twenty one hundred when the person passes away. Right. Um, yeah. That's a big problem because that's a big chunk. That's if they're living mostly on their social security. You know, they lost almost 50 percent of their income in that case. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and if they relied mostly, let's say they didn't have, you know, much in the way of pensions, if anything, and they relied mostly on Social Security income, uh, Social Security for their income to get their monthly expenses taken care of, that can be a big problem, right? It can really dip into the old budget there. Um, and so that that can be a problem. And on the other side, if you've got somebody, you know, going back to the more of the traditional style family where you had one person that made all most of the income, if not all the income over the years, their benefit is going to be fairly high. And the spousal benefit will be at 
you know, basically at most 50% of what they're receiving. So they would only, if somebody was getting a $3,000 a month benefit, the spousal benefit may be $1,500 a month. So they're getting $4,500 a month and one of them passes away. Now we're assuming they, that everybody's at least full retirement age when everybody pass, when somebody passes away. Uh, they lose $1,500. So they lose a third of their Social Security income. Now you said this, yeah, the, half yeah, of it because they lose their they lose their the own benefit. The they lose their own benefit as opposed to yeah. And if you had somebody who had like a, a twenty eight hundred dollar, well, you said three thousand, I guess. If if one spouse had a three thousand dollar benefit and the other one only had as their own benefit, uh, you know, eight hundred a month or seven hundred a month or something like that, uh, then losing the smaller benefit when the first spouse passes away, it's not that big a deal. I mean, it's it's Doesn't not hurt a, as much. It's not great. Great, but you could probably at least work it out. And again, right? It's it's a lesser of a percentage hit to the overall income. Now, I was just looking this up. It looks to me like the survivor benefits were put in place in 1939, which okay. um, which I think would make sense. Maybe it was spousal benefits that was maybe uh, spousal, but it was also when survivor benefits were put, first put in. Uh, that was a very sexist environment. Men were not allowed to get them. Only women got survivor benefits. Uh, correct. And, and it didn't matter that much because, as we said, most of the time the men were the ones out earning a, uh, a living. But there were there were couples who both worked. And so, uh-huh. you know, yeah, we it was a different society back then. So, so how do you plan for this, Professor Plum? I mean, in, in some cases, you do have. it's it, You do have, especially these days where both spouses may have worked and, and and they both have a fairly i don't you know equal somewhat equal social security benefit i mean if you hadn't thought about this potentially happening to you what if anything can you do to prepare for this eventuality well it's like anything else you have to think about it in advance to know what you're going to expect from it so that you're not caught off guard you know losing that income is a problem but it's only a problem if you weren't prepared for it to begin with it wasn't part of the overall planning process and when we're looking at determining when to take social security and that's a big question when it comes to retirement do you take it right away do you postpone uh, do you take it early do you take it at full retirement age how do you set it up and when you have a married couple, you have a difference of we've got longevity on one side, but not on the other. So how do we set up or we've got longevity on both sides or we don't have longevity on either side? All these things come into, into play of when to take your benefits so that you're not only looking for today. I know in, in our household, my household, my Social Security benefit is larger than my spouse's. And I do expect my, my wife to live very long. I expect her probably to get to a hundred. Um, you won't reach, though, you won't reach 100 yourself. Me. I don't expect that for me. Okay. Um, uh, not that I'm fretting it. I just don't think it's going to happen, but uh, her benefit is smaller than mine. And it's because of this survivor issue where I think that she's going to be a survivor for at least some amount of time. Uh, and it's a longer lifetime than, than average. I am going to delay taking my Social Security until age 70, even though my life expectancy doesn't exactly. I mean, I'm probably pretty average, I'm, you know, mid 80s, give or take. And that's that's kind of a push for taking it early. Yeah, but you never it. know. You never know. I mean, you could be riding a, a motorcycle and you could, you <laughs> know, die. You could hit yeah. your head on a rock. <laughs> and they're done that. It explains a lot. You don't uh, know. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, so, but I'm doing it because my benefit is the one that will continue basically for as long as either one of us are alive. And 
when if if she takes hers relatively early and uh, hers is you know x mine's going to be three or four or five times as much as hers and so when i die before her there will be a drop of income but it won't be a dramatic drop to her from a social mm-hmm. security standpoint so that's what's happening for my life so but if, that's not what's perfect for everybody no and, and in your case you have a decent pretty decent spread between what her benefit is going to be and what your benefit is going to be so that's a, it's that's, that's a reasonable number yeah yeah i mean but it's like a, it's, another friend of mine who does not have any longevity and his benefit is the lower of the two uh, between him and his spouse, he's taking his as soon as soon he as retires. You can. <laughs> Absolutely. So, but but let's say you have a, a couple. They they haven't taken Social Security yet. They're going to wait maybe until full retirement age. They're going to work till they're sixty five, sixty six, something like that. And they both know they've both got a, a decent benefit. You know, maybe it's twenty eight hundred, three thousand a month. And they don't have, let's say, pension income. They have some savings, which they can live off of, but they'd rather not dig into that. Uh, what do you tell this couple who says, look, you know, one of us is going to go before the other. We're both getting about 3000 a month of Social Security. So that means that when the first person goes, the survivor is losing three grand a month. Is there anything we can do to sort of mitigate that risk so that... We don't have to dig three thousand extra dollars per month out of our, you know, our nest egg. Well, if we're sixty six, sixty seven, and we're trying to make this decision, there's not a lot of room. No, for but if I'm early early sixties and I got some time before I retire. But it, it still comes back to the decision of when to take Social Security. Maybe if we have longevity on both sides. It may still make some sense to live off of, at least for one of the individuals, live off of personal income, personal savings and IRA money until and, and defer taking one of those Social Securities until age 70 to give that a better benefit for the survivor. You know, and if we have longevity, that makes sense. If we don't have that longevity, if, if you're not willing to bet that you're going to live to be the mid 80s or longer. We, we, then it's not worth delaying it. And it's it is what it is. And you're going to have to deal with it. And, you know look at the portfolio to help bridge the gap if somebody passes away now because you are there or buy insurance but at that age it's not all that easy to do well it is and now we talked last week in our last episode briefly about purchasing a pension uh is this an option that you might consider for somebody who's in this particular situation or is that does that not play into it Oh, it always plays into it, but it also plays into it just from the joint lives, too. We, you know, we want to have enough income. I'm, I don't really want to discuss the issue of buying one of these uh, lifetime income products that we're not going to turn on until 85. Uh, I haven't seen one that makes a lot of sense if I'm buying it now and I'm not going to turn it on until 85. But if I have direct income now and I need it, uh, no, for sure, I would consider putting it in place for the joint life. Which will then, mm-hmm. if you do it right, continue into the survivor life, which will help continue at least some amount of guaranteed income, even that above, over and above the Social Security, or at least the, the higher of the two Social Securities. But for somebody who's saying, look, I expect to live to be 80, and my wife, I expect her to live to be 105. Uh, so we're going to buy this thing today to let it sit for 15, 20 years. That I'm not as excited about. Um, but it if you're very, very conservative, you want it. Now, a lot of people will say, well, there's something called a QLAC, a Qualified Longevity Annuity Contract, that I can do with my IRA, and I can then avoid pro- required minimum distributions. <laughs> and I will say that all of the products I've seen in that environment 
stink to high heaven. <laughs> I was waiting for your adjective that you were going to use to describe that because we've been talking about those for a while too. The concept is awesome. The product <laughs> is I, not. I can't say what I'm really thinking. The, the product is is not very. good. It's horrible. Yeah. Well, they're horrible. And it, at least the ones I've seen, and I've seen quite a few. Haven't seen them all, so I'm not going to throw everything under the bus. But the ones I've seen, yeah, I'm throwing them under the bus. I'm throwing them under the whole fleet of buses. Well, again, it, it, that's another one of those types of deals where the intention is good, where the 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 heart was in the right place, and yet we have yet uh, another unintended consequence of trying to do something good. So it really it comes down wonderful. It just doesn't work. It really comes down to planning in this particular instance. If you happen to be, have a married couple and they both have equal, roughly equal uh, social security benefits, it's important, I guess, Professor Plum, to know what's going to happen when the first one dies. And if the first one dies far too soon or at least, you know, you know. It's always too soon. Well, it is too soon. But, I mean, if you're both living into your 90s, you're probably not going to notice it too much because you're not spending but, as much. But if somebody is. But this is all part of planning and you have to look at the worst case scenarios that could happen so if you if you're in that situation all is not lost you, there there are ways to deal with it there are ways to to i guess have a defense potentially against it and if you want to talk about things like this you can certainly talk to professor plum i i mean pr professor when, when you meet with people and you talk to people about their retirement social security of course is one of the foundations of that so that would be one of the first things i guess that you would discuss with somebody who is talking about retirement in the first place. Yeah, because we have to find out where the income is going to be coming from before we can find out how much we need to take from the portfolio to supplement it. That's how it and works. And if we're not taking any social, we got to supplement with a portfolio a little higher. If they're going to take it early, we can supplement a little lower but longer. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Professor Rick Plum or any of the members of uh, financial advisors at Lucia Capital Group, talk to them about your Social Security. Talk to them about other things, uh, perhaps uh, other forms of guaranteed income, potentially, if you have them. If you have pensions, those certainly play uh, into the, the, the they come into play here. You can give them a call at this number 800-644-1150. That's the uh, Lucia Capital Group number 800-644-1150. You can also go to the website luciacap.com. L U C I A cap cap.com uh, you can certainly send us an email too if you have topics you want to discuss uh, drop a letter talk to the professor get your strategy going and speaking of having folks ask us about topics next week this is just a quick teaser for next week we're, I, I'm not going to stay on the death topic but I am because we talked about survivor benefits here and what to do when a survivor, when you have a survivor situation in a marriage, and, and most of the time you're going to have that for some period of time. Someone's going to go first usually. Uh, we, we've also got the question of what else to do when a spouse dies. And we had somebody uh, ask us, I don't know if they were somebody in Houston or somewhere, Professor, asked one of our advisors if we could talk about that. And so I think we will next week. How about that? Okay, that makes sense because unfortunately it is, for a married couple, usually an unfortunate fact of life. Yeah, I'd heard that a long time ago that whenever you have a marriage, uh, one of you will be grieving the other. And we hope it doesn't last a long time, uh, but it's just that it may very well be. It's out of your control. So we'll talk about that next time. That's about it for this episode. Once again, luciacap.com or give us a call, 800-644-1150. I'm Johnny Dean, your host, your moderator, along with our advisor, our chief financial planning officer, 
officer at Lucia Capital Group, Professor Rick Plum, certified financial planner, professional for Professor Rick Plum. I'm Johnny Dean. Thanks again so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time. The information provided should not be considered specific tax, legal, or investment advice and is not specific to any individual's personal circumstances. To the extent that this material concerns tax matters, it is not intended or written to be used and cannot be used by a taxpayer for the purpose of avoiding penalties that may be imposed by law. Each taxpayer should seek independent advice from a tax professional based on his or her individual circumstances. Different types of investments and or investment strategies involve varying levels of risk and there could be no assurance that any specific investment or investment strategy, including the investments purchased and or investment strategies devised by LCG, will either be suitable or or profitable for a client's or prospective client's portfolio. Thus, investments may result in a loss of principal. Accordingly, no client or prospective client should assume that the presentation or any component thereof serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized advice from LCG or from any other investment professional. You should always seek counsel of the appropriate advisor prior to making any investment decision. All investments are subject to risk, including the loss of principal. This material was gathered from sources believed to be reliable. However, its accuracy cannot be guaranteed. These materials are provided for general information and educational purposes based upon publicly available information from sources believed to be reliable. We cannot assure the accuracy or completeness of these materials. The information in these materials may change at any time and without notice. The information provided is based on current laws, which are subject to change at any time. Lucia Capital Group is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Social Security rules can be complex. For more information about Social Security benefits, visit the SSA website at ssa.gov or call 800-772-1213 to speak with an SSA representative. Examples cited are hypothetical, are for illustrative purposes only, are not guaranteed, and subject to potential federal and state law amendments. There is no guarantee that you will achieve the results discussed or illustrated. IRA withdrawals will be taxed at ordinary income rates. Withdrawals prior to age 59 and a half may also be subject to a 10% penalty tax. Insurance product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company and are subject to their terms and conditions. Insurance services offered through LPL Financial or its licensed affiliates. California Insurance License Number 0518721. Annuities are long-term investment products designed for retirement purposes. Guarantees are based on the claims paying ability of the issuer subject to their terms and conditions. Early withdrawal may be subject to surrender penalties and, if taken prior to age 59 and a half, may be subject to an additional 10% federal tax. Annuities are not FDIC-insured. Certain terms and conditions apply, so please read insurance company materials carefully. Rick Plum is a registered representative with and securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, and member FINRA SIPC. The investment professionals are affiliated with LPL Financial and are conducting business using the name Lucia Capital Group, a separate entity from LPL Financial.